Hey, wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop fucking culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you can shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticking Fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang, Luna Lynn, as they bring you the Fucking Indie Cats, exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast. I'm Zach Romero. Joining me here, as always, is my co-host, Chad. Chad, say hello. Hey, everybody. And uh, we continue our streak of unbelievable guests on this show. Uh, right. Even though I think a few episodes ago we decided we were like, oh, we'll alternate. No, that's for, that's for chumps. We're going to just continue speeding ahead with uh, fantastic guest after fantastic guest. And today's no exception. We have joining us. For the very first time here on the IndieCast, the hashtag boat, Space Jesus, the blue gremlin herself, Billy Starks. Billy, thank you so much for joining us on the IndieCast. Thank you so much for having me. Zach, I love it. I love it when you do intros some days because you go full announcer mode, and I think that's wonderful. Hey, I gotta um, get I gotta get my stuff in when I can. That's true. So, uh, Billy, we start every episode the uh, the same way. We have five questions that we like to call the lightning round. Uh, that's where we get rid of some of the really dumb, ridiculous podcast questions you've gotten asked every time you've gone on a podcast before, um, and then usually we fall off the rails by about question two. Um, so I will get the horrible podcast question out of the way. Who trained you, and when did you debut? Um, I was trained by Grindhouse Pro Wrestling by Rudy Switchblade and Aaron uh, Lamada, and I debuted 2018 in October, October 13th. Very nice. Uh, Zach, here is, uh, I think we had pre-warned Billy before we started recording that uh, there will be spots here where you and me will turn to dust because we're yes. old, and I'm sure this will be it. Billy, what is your first wrestling memory? Um, ooh. So my first like wrestling memory is watching uh, WWE Raw with uh, Mouse, who is my stepfather, um, and like it was like John Cena in the main event or something like that. Okay. I love that because that's a perfect picture of like that kind of era of WWE where it was just like, I don't know, man, John, it's John Cena or maybe triple H. Like that's what it is. You right. watch, that's what you get. <laughs> and sadly that could, that was still a thing for a little while. Who knew? So um, question number three, uh, does pineapple go on pizza? No, I am. I'd rather Kiwi be on pizza. I tried Kiwi on pizza and that was better than pineapple on pizza. Anybody really? who wants pineapple on pizza is a monster. Now, so my, a quick aside. Number one, where did you have this? And number two, I'm genuinely curious how it was because I happen to love kiwi as a fruit, but I've never considered throwing it on a uh, an Italian delicacy. So where did it this occur? At like a wrestling show and someone was doing like weird food combinations and they put kiwi on pizza and I tried it and I was like, 
I expected this to be like so much worse than it was. And it was very like the Kiwi just added like more juice to it. It didn't really like throw anything off. No, I feel quite... like the pineapple's texture like ruins it for me. Okay, I can tell. Okay. That. And I'm assuming that they had peeled the chunks of, of kiwi. Because if it was like fuzzy kiwi on the pizza, I feel like that's going to throw off the texture. Oh, yeah. That would be horrible. It was like the slices. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because, man, like furry kiwi on pizza, that... Mm, there no, has been a couple of times I've been too lazy to, to like, peel and cut a kiwi. And I've just, like, eaten it like an apple. And I've powered through it. Oh, okay, well. No. <laughs> You're a you're a braver man than I, sir. I, uh, that doesn't do it for me at all. So, uh, question number four, lightning round. Uh, what's your, and this? I've been stealing this one from my daughter, no less. Who knew this is? Uh, what's your favorite season? Uh, winter. I'm a very winter person. Okay. I just very like the nice. vibes. It's very go. nice. <laughs> Definitely a like a hot cocoa and heavy jacket type of scenario there. Yes, hoodie there weather. Go. Weather. I was gonna say you're. I think in your area of the United States, like winter is winter. Down here in Florida, winter is like surprisingly cold for like two days, and then the rest right. is just sort of like, well, it's still basically summer. Right. So summer uh, like close second, but like winter for some reason, I always just love that time of the year. Okay. And then final uh, lightning round question, Chad. Oh. Of course, the uh, the big one here, Marvel or DC, and why? Um, Marvel, just because of Spider Man. I'm a big Spider Man. Very nice. So, of, <laughs> okay, so of the of the Spider Man, so Spider Man's famous for having a lot of great uh, villains. Obviously, he has a great rogues gallery. Um, of the Spider Man villainy, which one would be which one would be your favorite? Ooh. Ah. Uh... I'm very hmm. Venom. Venom. Okay. 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 So first I love of all, my new favorite uh, Billy Stark's uh, quote is now, "I'm a big Spider-Man." That's yes. good. And then <laughs> number two, um, what is your like outrageous expectation or hope for? Uh, the next, the upcoming Spider-Man movie. Oh, like, what's very the thing good. That you're like, oh, I, if this happens in the movie, I'm gonna lose my mind. Just Tom Holland in general just makes me. <laughs> good answer. Like, oh my god! If I get like the frog in the mouth face, my the movie's made. Okay. okay. <laughs> that is the most well-tempered expectation I've heard thus far for that movie. <laughs> So, all right. Well, you, you've made it through the lightning round successfully. Um, let's see. Um, it, it, very, you, you got your start kind of in wrestling via photography, via ringside photography a bit. Um, did you learn any lessons what, while you were doing that side of it that that's kind of sticks with you now that you're in ring? Um, most definitely. I talked about this a uh, little bit today about how, like, uh, before I even got in a wrestling ring, I learned so much psychology before I even like learned any moves. So I thought that like developed me really fast. And then I also got to like talk to people and like, I got like one of like the solid advices that like I follow for life, um, along with wrestling. It's just like, be a good person and like opportunities will come your way. Like you don't have to be the best at something to get an opportunity 
you just have to be a good person and people will want the best for you. So uh, I, so we kind of did, we did like a little baby amount of research going into this. So I actually listened to <laughs> other podcasts that you've been on. And so um, along the same lines of kind of getting your foot in the door in wrestling through photography, um, I'm curious, is photography outside of wrestling is that does that hold any interest for you still is there hope for beans photography to make a roaring comeback somewhere along the line see i always enjoyed photography it was just so much time that you had to invest in it and there's like i love like the art of it i'm a very creative person uh but like there's some things that like i put before it uh like I love painting so I'd probably put like that before even though it takes so much time uh I just believe there's so many like great photographers out there I wouldn't put like that as like a career I want to do or like also just it's so time consuming I'm a big boy lazy when I'm not wrestling I'm like ah time to sleep <laughs> well then let me ask you um so you mentioned painting what what's kind of the style of painting that you do and um i'm gonna go into zach's territory here um you have a a great push for your merchandise right now for your merchandise is impressive for you know how the time you've been in the business would you ever consider selling your paintings at the merch table Ooh. See, I actually had that talk with my mom, but like I'm very sentimental where I would be like, I want everything to be personalized for a person okay. instead of just being like art created and people are like, oh, she made it, I'll buy it. I kind of wish it was like commissioned based almost, but then I would be like overwhelmed because I'm like, I'm not going to make what they want to make. <laughs> right. Because I about to say you could open up, a, you could set up a commission-based scenario on that one. I, I am Zach. I'm sure you have pages that you could recommend her to be on to, to set that up. Very but true. Uh, so, uh, but that that could be interesting setting up a commission-based type of scenario on that one. So, so um, I'm going to go piggyback ahead. off of Chad's question. So we talked about you know you've you've obviously been interested in in wrestling for for a long long time. You got in through photography. Um, you've kind of accomplished a ton in a very short amount of time um but where did that foresight and push for merch come from because in florida there's a bajillion wrestlers down here and even ones who have been in wrestling for five six seven maybe almost close to ten years still don't have merch figured out and it's very very frustrating for a merchandise brand uh when there's people that are just like eh and i'm like that's really important i promise where did that come from for you when you, you hit the scene, you like already had merch figured out? Definitely like being told that merchandise was how I was going to make my money like the first couple of years because like I'm new at wrestling. So who is going to want to use me? Uh, second, why are they going to want to pay me? So merchandise is a way that I can still make money and a profit off of wrestling. Um, and not just be losing and losing and losing. And then also my mom uh, was a big, like, uh, merch person. So, like, she was always helping me with that and was very organized. And I think that comes from her, like, marketing background. So she's always been there to be like, oh, here's, like, a bunch of ideas. And then I'd be like, oh, here's my ideas. And we'd, like, mash them together and come out with all this cool stuff. Amazing. Amazing. That, like... 
to the point where I feel like there there's a need for you to like give a TED talk on merch at some point because like I said, it is you're absolutely right. It is such an important step, especially when you're first starting out. Um, and and it just feels like there's a lot of wrestlers who just don't either don't get it or like they just go to like you know a big shirt site and they're like, oh there you go, and that's it. That's it. And it's like eh, you can be more creative and more original if you you know if it makes sense and there's just so many options out there if you're willing to be creative. And, and that's always been something we've super admired is like from the get go, you were like, and here's merch and a variety of it. Come buy it. Like, that's just brilliant. I feel like one person who's like killer at merch is Effie and he's willing to share so much knowledge. And I wish people would pick his brain more. Uh, I attended uh, one of his seminars and he was just like giving everything out. He was like, this is how I do this. This is how I do this. You can do it like this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, you're just telling everybody this. Cool. <laughs> yeah. The I was going to say the amount of advice and ideas and, philosophies of effie that we have just completely ripped off uh whole hog oh, God. is just i still tell every wrestler i talk to i'm like why don't you have a dropbox that has all your info on there and like promo photos and like vignettes and stuff because effie was the first one i ever saw do that and it completely changed how i saw presenting a wrestler i was like this is genius this should be just the norm so, yeah, if there was anybody you were going to sit on the learning tree of, especially for merchandising, I think, Effie, I don't know if you could do much better. Uh, speaking of merchandising, you you have a pretty, uh, I, I would say, in the independent scene right now, iconic logo going right now with the big, well, and just it's more than just a logo now on top of it, but the big Starks brand stuff. Tell us a little bit about kind of how that got started. Who desi Who designed that logo? Oh my God. I really don't remember who designed the logo, but it happened on like one of Mouse's like Twitter posts because it like happened during the quarantine. I was going through like a little bit of a depression because I was just missing wrestling and life, uh, how it was. And, um, so Mouse made like the joke that he's the, the LeVar ball of wrestling and I was mellow. And then someone in the comments made the big starks brand logo and we as a joke were like oh let's just turn it into merch and it just continued from there and now who are some of the people that are kind of under the big starks brand name now because there's a lot of people that that represent bsv well, i was uh, just beforehand listening yeah. to some of the other podcast experiences it's it appears that it started as like a close-knit group and now we're reaching cult status, which is like, right. I, I love that. That's the dream. Yes. Like, it literally was just, like, a bunch of family friends. Like, the OGs are, like, Trey Lamar, Cole Radrick, me, Calvin Tankman. Um, and then it grew to be, like, uh, the freaking Airwolf and Darius and Dante and also Michael Bennett. And then I'm like, oh, my God, why is my joke being seen on television right now. This is very strange. By the way, let's, oh, sorry, go ahead, Chad. Oh, and I'm just saying, like, just look at, and just ponder the, the core group that she just mentioned there, like Cole Redrick, Trey Labar, Calvin Tankman, her, like, what a killer group that is just right there, let alone once it starts to spread out into cult status there. So, very Zach, were you, what were you getting ready to say? I'm um, sorry, we both bowled over we were, I know, we were both very excited. No, I was just going to say that, like, that to have that kind of 
like you said, sort of start as a joke, kind of like a pick me up and have it explode like that. That is an aspect of wrestling that I love that. Like there are as there are elements that you can just kind of do for fun or do as a joke. And then it just grows and grows and grows and becomes a thing. And then people are like, no, that's actually the thing. Now we're going to take that very serious. And you're like, this is amazing. No other art form. Can you just kind of throw something out like, well, whatever. And then it's like, Oh, that's it. Now that's the thing. Now. Um, I do actually have to, I want to really shift the tone of this conversation and make it real serious and, and, uh, and ugly. Uh, uh, so I think between the big Starks brand and having the support of your, of your parents, like you do, um, like you said before, uh, your stepfather mouse is a fantastic, uh, wrestling photographer. And so you've kind of started with this unbelievable support structure in place which is just fantastic. So I don't know how things are in the Midwest, but here in Florida and other places in the South, wrestling is kind of full of creeps sometimes. So has coming to this business with a great support structure, has that stemmed the tide a little bit in terms of creeps and just like not great people trying to interact with you in this business or is it still just a cesspool and it's like ah, i just gotta get in the kayak and deal with it i feel like i'm very well protected so i don't have to deal with as much as other people do mm-hmm. um but there's still like the occasional like weird messages but uh like my mom and family like filters through all of my messages like every- that's amazing everybody's going to see it before i do so, like, there's times where I'm like, oh, this is really cool. My mom's like, oh, yeah, I saw that, like, an hour ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's so, amazing. So good. They're, and they're, so they must be, like, once a creep shows up, they're just like, and block. Uh, so good. That's, um, gets so angry. He's like, I don't know who this person is. Block, 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 block. And we, like, go through, like, a Facebook like he was like, "Why are people trying to friend you?" <laughs> Just start deleting everything. So then, interestingly enough, you know, kind of on the on the creep side of things, you were actually were part of Faye Jackson's sweatpants show at WrestleMania this year, and a lot of people got really like almost upset for a little bit that you were booked for the show, and Faye even had to come out and go, "She's leaving before we get to the main event." People, calm the hell down. Uh, did you, what were what was your reaction to like the reaction of you being on that show in the first place? I thought it was like super weird. Cause I thought people were going to be like excited. Cause I was finally getting to wrestle alley, which was like one of my goals for the past two years. And then I like in my head was like, I am in high school. What did you guys do in high school? Like you act like I have not seen a boy in gray sweatpants before. I'm sorry. I I am a person living my life. It's not just wrestling. <laughs> no, clearly the idea is you wrestle and then they just like vacuum seal you in a box and just kind of put you in the back seat of the car. And then, you know, you just go home and wait in a room with, you know, a chair and a light. And that's it until more wrestling. Happens. <laughs> that's what we're all in agreement about. <laughs> Behind uh, so, multiple, multiple electronic locks. Like exactly. It's a, exactly. So. so my other serious question that I had to ask here. And, you know, hey, it this is this is a hard-hitting podcast. We ask tough questions around here. Oh, God. Billy. No, I'm really afraid. Why 
is Levi Everett the absolute best? <laughs> okay, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> easy, easy answer, because he's Amish and my aunt's favorite wrestler. I mean, so, okay, a million years ago, we were putting on a wrestling show, and uh, Levi happened to show up. He, I guess the horse and carriage got there or whatever. And so we were not familiar with Levi at the time. And he came out and he shook everybody's hand in the front row. And I immediately fell in love. And I had a friend who I hadn't seen since college who was there. And as soon as Levi came out, this guy had never been to a live wrestling show before. He got on his feet and just started screaming. Like he was like, this, he's like, this is, my, this is my guy. This is my guy. And I was like, this is magic. This is how you make magic. No, Levi Everett, former guest of the IndyCast, I might add. Yeah. Um, is one of the absolute just best of uh, just uh, he again, just like Effie, I have used him in so many examples to wrestlers and the fact that he sells little birdhouses and his merch table, just mwah, just a work of art. Handmade. All handmade. Yeah. Not easy. That's not easy. That man is a hard worker. <laughs> so, uh, Billy, I, I'm interested um speaking of people that we have worked with in the past and actually former guests um we have had izzy on before is he the is he the you know is he mania super fan is he uh from back in the nxt days that who's doing a little bit of everything now and, and good for her on that um what were your thoughts about when she had wrestled a couple of years ago uh and the reaction that happened with that and what advice would you kind of give to her now because she's kind of taken a similar path to what i think kind of what you did so um, what are, what are your thoughts on Izzy? I, uh, I actually did an interview with Izzy a while ago. Um, and it's like a little weird to how people reacted to her match in my head. I think of like wrestling and kids wrestling as kids wrestling, any other sport. I related to football and cheerleading mm -hmm. like all the time and people like, I feel like over hate it like as long as my parents are here and are like supervising i think i should be fine it's like any other sport at the end of the day um and a lot of people like when the izzy match happened was like she's too young for this why is she doing this move blah 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 and i was like wait a minute like this is fine she's like definitely taken care of and I was one of those people for the longest time. I never really wanted to share my age because I didn't want my wrestling to be based off my age. Right. Um, or fall into that same thing where people were going to be super outraged when it's like, hey, we're, we're doing this the right way. Like, relax. Exactly. And at the end of the day, like, I'm no one else's child but my parents. And if my parents are approving of it, then that's who I'm going by. And then I'm truly happy doing this. So I feel like I'm going to put my all into this because I'm healthy. I'm taking care of my body and doing everything I can. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we actually, yeah, like Chad said, we were involved in her uh, when she wrestled Effie and all that. And definitely had front row seats for just the, the the roller coaster of emotions after the fact. Um, but we were still proud of it. They were still proud of it. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree. It was very off-putting to have the weird – like, some of the reactions were great. Um, but still, the 
the match is still on YouTube and there's still comments all the time. And there's plenty of people that are like, this is amazing. And she's going to be a great wrestler and da, 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 da. And then there's still plenty of people who are like, I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. But as an aside, <laughs> you mentioned, you know, training and, 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 you know, knowing and taking care of, you know, your physical form and all that. We saw on your Twitter that a, you got to like run the music at a gym that you were at the other day and that, uh, music obviously plays a very important role in training and going to the gym and all that. So as Chad and I are two beanbag chairs who are attempting to try to start, you know, our own little fitness journeys, uh, what would be, what's your like top five, uh, songs on like a good workout playlist? Ooh, uh, let me pull up my playlist real quick. We, we are going to read from the playlist. Um, Mom Jeans, uh, uh, which song do I want to use? Uh, I love Mom Jeans, like their Best Buds album, like any song from that. Um, I always get hype when I hear Feeling Whitney by uh, Post Malone, so that's on my playlist. Um, then there's Christian Gates' Numb, which I love that also. Um, and do 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 do. Real friends get by, and then Machine Gun Kelly, Paper Guts. That that is my list. Excellent. This is definitely you. Have you were the first person on the show to give us the uh, the top five for the workout playlist, and it's definitely going to become a regular thing. And we'll start building a playlist because those all sound like winners. And Zach, you know what I'm most proud of here? I actually knew who two of those artists were. Way to go! I'm surprised myself. I didn't think I would. I was like, she's going to say five artists I've never heard of, and I'm going to feel really old. I knew who two of them were. Um, in fact, I've even seen one of them in concert briefly. Uh, I got go. to see Machine Gun Kelly once. Uh, he toured with Tech Nine. Whole other story, though. Um, physically, you're taking care of yourself. Mentally, you're taking care of yourself. Well, you had mentioned on your social media you uh, just scheduled your PSAT, um, which is obviously a pretty big deal. Um, I am interested. Um, how do fellow students react to you wrestling? Or is it just like something they don't even blink at anymore? And um, if you're planning on going to college after uh, this, where, what are you planning on majoring in? So uh, like at my school, it's pretty much known now that I'm like the wrestler and it's become very normal. Like everybody's just like, Oh, okay. Um, but like when I first started, uh, high school in my freshman year I would come in like covered in bruises and uh I had like one of my English teachers pull me off to the side and she's like is everything okay at home and I'm like confused I'm like what do you mean I'm like yeah and she's like well you're always covered in bruises and I was like oh she thinks my family is beating me and I was like no 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 uh I'm a wrestler I have to explain this now so you guys don't think my parents are bad people <laughs> i feel like that was that could have been like that could have gone so much worse too because yes. like if the teacher didn't believe you like you're like no 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 my family doesn't beat me um i'm a professional wrestler and they're like oh right and john cena is your tag team partner we're calling the we're calling somebody this is not okay you're like no wait no but like that ended up happening. I was like, okay, cool. It's handled sick. Um, to do what else did I have to answer? My uh, well, if you're, wait, you... So you, you, you'd mentioned in a different podcast that to make up lost time in like gym class, you would show 
your gym teacher your matches from the weekend or with, from wherever you missed that time um, to, like, prove that you were, like, getting a workout in. Did that ever convert any of your teachers into fans? Like, were yeah. they sitting along like, oh, you got the headlock, yeah! Like, were they... Did, they, did you convert anybody into a wrestling fan? I had, like, one teacher. It was for a career options class. Um, and she was, like, so intrigued that, like, my career was going to be professional wrestling. She was like, how do you write a resume for this? And I was like, oh, I already have one. And she's like, what? And I was like, here, watch this. Look at this. And she was like, oh, okay, okay. And then she would randomly play my matches from the weekend, like, in class, in front of, like, the whole class. And I was like, oh. what are you? doing <laughs> she, she was like this is sick and then she would like scream every time i would get like thrown around she's like oh my god how are you walking <laughs> okay they build us tough lady <laughs> uh the other question i had after that one though is if you, uh do you plan on going to college and if oh, if, right. if yes what would what do you uh what do you want your major to be so I do plan on going to college right now. Um, I'm like just knocking out like required credits. So I'm nice. taking like IB English and uh, IP uh, applications and interpretations for math. Um, so I'm just knocking those out for right now. I haven't settled on a major of like what I want to do yet. Okay. Uh, but the plan is to go to college at some point. Uh, I don't know if that'll be online or in person. Uh, whatever is just going to fit my lifestyle at the time. But I do plan on getting a little bit of college education. <laughs> okay. Good. So my uh, my other on topic question related to that of looking to the future. As I said, you've come into wrestling. You've already made history with with a lot of companies. You've accomplished a ton in in relatively a short amount of time. Um, what are some of the things that are still on the list? Like, what are other things that you're like, I in five years' time, you come back and listen to this episode and you go, oh, I did do that. Like, what are some things that are still on the the want list in terms of professional wrestling? Um, wrestle Millie McKenzie, uh, wrestle at Beyond, uh, and wrestle across seas. Excellent. Nice. Do you have anywhere in particular across the sea that you're looking to wrestle? Is it like Japan, Mexico, or just yes, all of the yes, all of the above? Yes, all of the above. But I'm like very, very headstrong on going to Japan. Like I even take Japanese as my language in school. Hi. Like my third year doing it. <laughs> how well is your reading of Japanese? Do you read Japanese well too, or how, how, how's the, how's it going in that instance? I read hiragana and kanji very well. Um, I'm very bad at katakana right now, but I think okay. it's because I learned it over the quarantine and my brain just didn't retain like all of it. I, I can understand that. Trying to learn anything over the quarantine was was definitely a thing. So um, what else do we have here? Uh, let me ask you, we, we have a segment we usually uh, we usually do here that's about video games. How much of a, a video game fighting game person are you? Oh, I love video games. I'm a big Call of Duty fan. Well, mm -hmm. then, then uh, you will have to pardon us as we now uh, start up a, a fairly brand new segment we started the last few episodes ago uh, called Who's Your Main? So uh, I'm going to list off a few uh, different games out there and tell us who your main character is that you like to play in those games. Um, number one, uh, Street Fighter, one of my favorites. I have not, like 
really played Street Fighter. I always I played like, the one girl uh, that has like the two buns. That's uh, Chun Li. Chun Li. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was about, gonna say, uh, we probably should have paced out that nerd thing that we just did, Chad. Chun Li, you mean Chun Li? Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about if you played Mortal Kombat? Uh, I play the Ice Dude. Um, words. Uh, zero. Uh. See, we we were pacing out our nerds of that on that time. Yeah, Sub Zero, absolutely. Uh, how about uh, this one's the one I've been getting into recently. Uh, Super Smash Brothers. Ooh, uh, Kirby. Kirby, you, you and my, you and my daughter would get along very well. She likes <laughs> smacking people in the face with a hammer with Kirby. It's um, so, and uh, when you're playing wrestling, just any of the wrestling games, let's say the uh, one of the two K games or something like that, who do you normally play? See, I. <laughs> There's like this old TNA like wrestling game that me and my brother used to nice. play. Nice. Okay. Uh, and I would always play Shark Boy, and it was so much fun for like no reason. And you could like pull chairs out at like any match, and you just swing chairs. So now, now, now I'm interested. Have you ever gotten to meet Shark Boy? Then uh, I actually did run into him once uh, when Mania was um, in like New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like went up for Mania weekend and was hanging out, and we went to one of the conventions. And I like went up and said hi to uh, Tracy Smothers and Shark Boy was set up next to him and they just were talking. And then Tracy introduced me to Shark Boy. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> Did you tell Shark Boy, hey, I always played as you in this TNA wrestling game with my brother? Sadly, I did not. Oh. Okay, now I'm, now I'm very interested because you, you knew Tracy Smothers, who there are just dozens of stories i've heard about tracy smothers out there all of them usually wonderful by the way uh from what i've heard he was i've never got to to meet him or, or sadly have him on the on the show but uh do you have any interesting tracy smothers stories oh one of my favorite stories is like uh there's a seminar and he's the seminar person i'm hanging out uh and he's just sitting at the table and he like stands up and he's like oh don't ever get old, kid. You'll start have to wearing diapers and have to pee every five minutes. And then starts <laughs> heading towards the bathroom. And then he comes back and he goes, I'm glad I'm not bumping tonight or I'd be peeing my pants. And I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> I love it. Oh, so, that guy uh, was wonderful. Chad, I, I think it's just about time to, uh, to go with our final three here. Definitely. Uh, and I will start, as always, with the uh, Trevin Adams Memorial question, even though Trevin uh, is not dead. Uh, Trevin, if you're listening, hi. Uh, so, uh, the, Trevin, the, if you're uh, listening, you still owe Chad an apology. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. He's good. Uh, so the Trevin Adams Memorial question goes, thusly, it is late at night. Uh, you are doing the drives, like uh, Uncle Bob Evans likes to say. And uh, you're driving along, and you've got a, you've got a rumbly in your tumbly. You're hungry. Uh you come over a hill and you see a shining beacon of food wonderfulness. Is that shining beacon a sheet or is that shining beacon a Wawa? I'm a sheets fan. Wawa's of, not as good. Of course you are. Tell tell Zach why that's the case, because that's the absolute 100% correct answer. It's because the like sides are better. Like the food is just better. Like Wawa is like the only thing that is like 
good there is like their beverages and then i'm like okay with their hoagies but like their hoagies are always like wow well billiam it's been real great having you on the show <laughs> uh yeah no it's been wonderful thanks I knew you'd get all salty about that. Well, uh, heck, I, now that we've got the wonderful right answer, I will tag off to you for the final two questions. Thank you, Chad. So, uh, unfortunately, what a great way to segue into this question. Uh, so, right. unfortunately, in the incredible performance art known as professional wrestling, we lose a lot of talents uh, before their time. So, Billy, if there was an opportunity for you to work with any wrestler, manager, valet, whomever, uh, who is no longer alive, uh, who would it be and why? Oh, that is a really hard question. Well, um, they, they can't all be why is Levi ever a great. <laughs> exactly. That, that is a true question that needs to be asked. But uh, I'm going to go with like, Eddie Guerrero, like everybody talks about how like great of a wrestler he was. And I feel like there's so much I could learn from him. And he was such a great, like he could do both sides of wrestling, like being a heel and a good guy so well. Excellent. Now, how far into like the Eddie Guerrero library have you gone? Like, do you have like a favorite version of Eddie? I really liked his feud with uh, Rey Mysterio. That's, like, the most I really, like, I've seen, like, a lot of one-off matches. Mm -hmm. But, like, I watch a lot of his stuff with uh, Rey Mysterio. And that's, like, what sits in my brain. Good choice. Good choice. All right. And then final question. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that Every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. So giraffes have long necks, rhinos have big horns, et cetera, et cetera. Our belief is that human beings as an animal, their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools. So, Billy Starks, if you could fight any animal, what would it be and what weapon would you use? Oh, I definitely just want, like, a machete and <laughs> that, that's a very powerful way to start this line of thinking all you know, right machete first okay okay i'm following i i feel like i could take on like the biggest animal so like i'm going with like a a whale or an elephant like i was oh, like i feel very powerful with a machete <laughs> <laughs> That is a lifestyle choice I can get behind to, to feel the true power <laughs> of just having a machete. And she's going like full on whale or elephant for, hey. for that fight too. Good God. Put her in the main. Put <laughs> there her we go. In the main. I'm always in the main event, baby. Woo. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Billy, this is the uh, part of the episode where one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, this is the time where you get to let everybody know where they can find your social media, buy your merchandise, etc., etc. The floor is yours. So all my social media is at Billy Starks, B-I-L-L-I-E. Starks is S-T-A-R-K-Z. Um, and my merchandise is linked in my Twitter bio. You can also go check it out at BigStarksBrand.com. Um, and I have a bunch of goodies there if you want to go check it out. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. Go buy her merch. Go see her wrestle. She's 
amazing and is only going to get better as time goes on, especially when she gets over to Japan and stuff. Get ready. It's going to get real crazy then. So, uh, well, Billy, once again, thank you very much for uh, being on the IndieCast. And to all of you wrestling nerds out there, uh, thank you for once again listening to uh, the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network and the IndieCast. Uh, until uh, next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen. I'm Zach Romero. And until next time, everybody, we always say deuces. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. <laughs> Every single one of you guys has made a whole decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners good. professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Loved it. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.